Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Hello everyone and welcome to Totally Mackinac Island. I am your host, Heather. And this week is a very exciting episode. So if you are on the page Addicted to Mackinac, there is no doubt that you have come across this gentleman on there. And who am I talking about? I am talking about Chad Bennett. So Chad is infamous on the island. He is a private carriage tour um, driver and you see a lot of his posts on there. He also does walking tours right now through the winter time. And I reached out to Chad. I recommend him to people for when they are wanting to visit the island. How we had to do this interview, we had to record it off of a telephone. So it's going to sound a little bit different. I tried to do all I could to edit it to make it sound better. So I think it turned out really great considering how we had to do it. I also was pretty proud of myself because I had to really quickly figure out how to do this and I downloaded an app and recorded off of there. So I feel it turned out pretty great with that. So Chad is going to go into all of that as well. On a side note, I do want to thank all of you that reached out to me. We had to unexpectedly put our Shih Tzu dog down um, on Monday this past week due to congestive heart failure. It was a complete and utter shock. I absolutely hate it. Phoebe was a rescue dog that I got when she was five years old. The first five years of her life had been at a breeding Amish farm locally. So all that poor girl did was have puppies and she never knew how to be a dog. So in the four years that I was lucky enough to have her, I saw her become a dog. And when we moved in with Neil, it was great because we got to see her bloom even more because we had Arlo and Argo, Arlo is a beagle and he was a little more playful and she really flourished and shined and did a lot with him. She was definitely a diva. She was not shy about that. So it's it's been hard. I'm going to go in a little soapbox and say, please do your research when you are looking into getting puppies because the puppy mills make me so mad. And this is a perfect example of why, because this little girl's body was put to the utmost extent of extreme because of her just being used maliciously over and over again to do puppies. But I just get to enjoy the fact that I have wonderful memories from her and will cherish them ways. So had to do my little soapbox. So for now, I'm excited for you guys to sit back, learn a little bit of extra history that Chad is going to share with us. Along with, I will share all the notes down in the show notes for you of how you can get a hold of him for when you do your next trip to Mackinac Island. So sit back and relax and enjoy the interview with Chad Bennett. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to Totally Mackinac Island Podcast. Today we are joined with by, with Chad. And um, for those who don't know, Chad has a very long history with the island, and I'll let him get into that. Uh, but first, the first question I always like to ask everyone that's on here, what is your Mackinac Island origin story? Okay, so I grew up in Houghton Lake, Michigan. It's the middle of the state. I would come up here for, you know, 
fourth, fifth grade trips. We lived in Houghton Lake, so it was only, well, back then it was 55 miles an hour. So you can imagine burning your arm on the outside of the tempo, slugging it up two or two and a half hours to Mackinac Island. Uh-huh. And, you know, so we get up in Mackinac Island, had a, had a great time. You know, we were never rich enough to spend the night, but, you know, Mom and Dad made sure that we came up a couple times during the summer, so... We have big RVs also, so, you know, sometimes we drive, you know, the RV across the bridge, park at the campground, and then we come over. So it was all always different. Yeah. But it really held a special place in my heart. And after I got out of the Marine Corps, it's mid-August 1999. I did four years in the Marine Corps. I drive from Camp Pendleton, California back across the middle of the country and came back to Houghton Lake. I'm sitting in mom and dad's house for a couple of days. Dad looks at me and goes, what are you going to do, kid? Uh-huh. I said, oh, Papa, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, okay. Got any idea? I said, I think I want to be a construction worker on Mackinac Island. He goes, really? He goes, that's an honorable trade. There's nothing wrong with that. I was like, he was waiting to do this. I said, right now. Ran in my room, packed a bag, you know, went next door to the bank, took about everything I had out of the bank. I took about 1500 bucks back then, and I left it around 200 bucks just in case of emergencies. Came up here to Mackinac Island. I still remember it. Claire's Bell. It was the, it was the, Arnold, it was the Arnold Line Catamaran. It was uh-huh. an overcast mid-August day. It was 3 o'clock ferry, walked off the boat in a white rain, walked into Horn's Bar. Uh-huh. My plan was, you know, I'll talk to, find out who the local bartenders are and talk to them and maybe they can point me to a construction crew. That was the plan. Well, okay. I walk into Horn's Bar, <clears throat> I meet Bicycle Pete McCreevy, who's still on the island to this day. Okay. You know, three days later, I'm sleeping on racehorse oats in the taxi barn, and somebody's kicking me, saying, hey, are you the new guy because you're two hours late for work? I peeled open my eyes, didn't know where the hell I was, shoved my hands in my pockets, didn't have a damn dime left. I was like, yep, I'm the new guy. (laughs) Whether I was the guy or not, they needed a body, and I needed a job. And the rest is kind of history. I mean, wow. they took pity on me. They took pity on me. They're like, "Hey, go sober up, show up tomorrow. It's your one chance, kid." Yeah. I said, "All right." So I took the paperwork that Carriage Tours gave me, and I walked my tour because I did the downtown part of the tour, which was from downtown up to the transfer point at Surrey Hill. Okay. Where you get on the larger carriages to go through the state park. So I did the front part. I just happened to like it. I liked the atmosphere downtown and everything. And so that kind of suited me better than being a three-horse driver in the state park. So I walked my little, well, I was supposed to do about five times and memorized it. Showed up at the barn the next morning. Normally in May, they put kids on what they call the school bus, which is, you know, one of the senior drivers or trainers takes you around, and 
point of you crammed into a 20 passenger and you're learning the tour for two or three weeks. Because I had walked mine, I kind of knew the tour. So my first day I was driving, second day I was kind of given the tour, and on the third day I was on my own. Wow. The girl who was, I still remember the girl who was training me, we called her Big Sam, she was from Canada. Took me about a month to realize that, that I was picking up and saying things the way she would say them. Like, I didn't know I was going oot and a boot. I didn't know that was a thing. It's out and about. I was like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just mimicking whatever the hell Sam says. Yep, not even in Canada, but it was just funny. But yeah, that's how I ended up being a tour guide or driver on Mackinac Island. So, can you share with the listener what it is exactly that you do now on the island? Yeah, I uh, give li- the private livery tours during the summertime. And during the wintertime, I give Chad's wonderful winter walking tour. Okay. So, the private livery tours, I work for Dale Golf at Golf Livery Carriages. But, um, yeah, we normally sit down with the private liveries. I've taken one person around before. I've taken up to 12 people around before. But my carriage uh, seats six comfortably. How did, how, did you get, how did you go from doing the Mackinac Island carriage tours to doing the private carriage tours? How did that come into play? Oh, I just I wanted to be a livery driver one summer, and they needed one. And I happened to be living on the West Bluff, you know, just the fancy houses by the Grand Hotel. I happened to be a lady's uh, private driver. Okay. And I was like, you know, really? And so it was nice. Yeah. Living living at my uh, carriage house there on the West Bluff to be in a... Livery driver for carriage tours. It was literally a, maybe a one minute bike ride mm-hmm. if I pedaled really fast to work. Yeah, it was it was, it was really cool because it, it's it's about I don't know hundred yards. So yeah, took me about <laughs> a minute. A lot of people, yeah, not very many people can say that they live that close to work. Very yeah, I was that. like, oh my god, this is so much fun. So I would get get my horses ready and everything, and then I would go back, change, get in my fancy suit, because I'm known for dressing up nice. That's just my way of doing things. And that's, I think that's another reason that I went to golf versus carriage tours. Okay. You know, they, I was able to book people in advance. Okay. But it was just, you know, it's a give and take. You know, I, I want to, I don't want to say anything bad about carriage tours at all. I want to don't. I definitely don't want to burn that bridge. It was no. just different structures. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think with when somebody is coming there potentially for the first time, that is always a great one to introduce them to the island. Is the Mackinac Island carriage tours? You know, like it. It's yeah, a I mean that, that's how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I grew up. You know, I remember there was. When I, we were coming here, let's see, I'm 46 now, so I think we started coming here when I was around 8 or 10 years old, and there was this old-timer, he, uh, 
he wore overalls and he would give poems along with his tour on the back side of the tour. And that, I just, you know, I hope one day somebody remembers taking a tour with me like that and wants to come back as an adult or bring their children or grandchildren. Yeah, I don't like you. Being a carriage tour driver, it was always a place to circle back to. They always need somebody because, you know, because kids go, I call them kids, kids going back to college and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. So, especially around the August time frame. Makes sense, you know. So, so, and, so being, like, what is the extra perk of being a personal carriage tour driver that you feel? I had a very unique experience. Because I did live on the bluff. Okay. So not only did you get the added material of just a regular livery driver, but you also had the benefit of me because I did live on the bluff and I did have personal relationships with these people. And people would laugh all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go by the Hamities and there'd be... You know, one of the hammies out there with no shirt on waving at me. Hey, Chad, as I'm going by and I'm talking uh, about the Hamity Cottage. Mm-hmm. That would be the Hamity family out of Flint. Um, yeah, the Heidelberg probably had 37 stores in the Flint area with an annual revenue of $100 million. Oh, my gosh. Because Mrs. Hamity didn't speak English. She took everything off. It was just like in the old movies that we see, you know, you'd come in and say, hey, Chad, give me a pound of flour. I'd reach back on the shelf, take it down, and put it on the counter. Well, because she didn't speak English, she didn't want that sim- simple interaction. What she did, she took everything off the shelves behind her, put it on tables out in front of her. You could go get what you want, bring it up to her. She would ring you out and didn't have to say a word. Thus, creating the concept of self-serve. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. They also they also had the original um, paper bag, which was called a Hamity sack. And That's I didn't even know that from that. I didn't even know the Hamity sack story from the Hamity family. I happened to be taking around a prior Yahoo executive, and I mean, like she was the one of the top first 10 at Yahoo, uh-huh. and I'm taking her and her children around, and her mom and dad, and of course they had a bodyguard and a photographer with them, but we're doing the Hamity tour thing, and I bring up, you know, Hamity, and this Yahoo lady's mom says, Hamity sacks, and I said, what was that? And so I got taught something that day. Yeah. She told me that the original paper bag was called a Hamity sack. Which which house is it up there? For the listener that doesn't know, the West Bluff is the area that's up there next to the Grand Hotel. So which house are you speaking of when you're talking about okay, the house so, you uh, The Hamity house would be, okay, if you go all the way up to the West Bluff, you see a big house, big house, big house, big house, small house, and another big house. No, okay. it doesn't have a uh, flag. It has a tall flagpole. It has an, a globe with an eagle on it. Uh-huh. And that is the Hamity House. 
Okay, okay. I always love to look at well, those houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much fun, and yet I've I've had a I've had a drink on every one of those porches, and it is phenomenal. Every view is phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. It's stunning. It's just, and even if you just walk a few steps up more, you're like, oh wait, I gotta get another picture from here. Oh wait, get another one. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Well, that's oh, like um, the third house from the third cottage from the Grand there, Warp Cottage. Uh huh. That was built by one of the Cudahy's. So, in 1922, at the young age of 19 in Nebraska, Harold Warp develops a product called Flexoglass. It's okay. the precursor to plexiglass by 17 years. He also invents the first cling wrap. It's called Warp's Clingo Wrap. And now, Skip Warp and I had a really good relationship. Um, I met him, you know, I talked with his widow Mary for years, and then finally him and I happened to meet. Skip and I got off on the right foot. We were at the Mackinac Island Medical Center auction, and he walks up. He goes, hey, are you Chad Bennett? I was like, yeah. He goes, hey, let's get out of this thing. I was So we ate, and you know, we, I think we put a bit or two on something, and then we got out of the auction. He goes, come on up to the house and sit on the porch with me. And that was the first time I met Skip Ward. Oh, wow. And then just being able to hear the stories of how his, the, the reason his father invented flexoglass was to, he thought, his father believed that a thin, thin film let more vitamin D into chicken coops than glass. Oh, yeah, and, and then I was, I was just amazed sitting there and then having, you know, personal and private conversations with this guy that he really didn't share that much. Like, being able to see photos of him in Vietnam, and he goes, you know what that forest behind me is? I was like, no. He goes, that forest was owned by um, Goodyear. Really? Because of the rubber, yeah, the rubber trees. Oh, and was like, really? Okay. Like, Goodyear had an influence in Vietnam. He's like, yeah. So much history. There's so there's, much. There's so much. It is so funny because I want to get as intimate as I can with everybody that I give a tour to and your listeners as well. Yeah. But you've got yeah. to remember, I've been here off and on for 20-some years. I haven't been here 20-some years straight. I've been here about four or five years in, in a row now. But now I'm married to a lovely woman who is an actual Hemingway. And, you know, I commute between here and our house in Flint. Nice. And that's, you know, that's such a great thing, too, is that I feel like the history that not only is involved with the actual island, but the people that are affiliated with the island that goes back to it, just when I think, I think when I started this personally myself, I thought, oh, am I going to have enough to talk about? Now it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to cover so much of it? Because it's fascinating. There's so much history with it that I love to learn more and more and more about it. And I think for you going in as a driver, 
that is something um, that one of my girlfriends took your tour. I told her to get on your tour. Her mind yep. was blown, blown by your information that you shared. And I think that's something that people gravitate towards you is because you do have such a love of the islands and a love of the history and sharing and learning it continually that they feel like as they get done that they are like, I can't wait to go back and learn more from you. So when you, <laughs> yeah, when you go and you have, like when somebody is trying to come and book, like let's say a tour with you, and they're not as super familiar, like let's say they reach out to you, are there questions that you like to ask them to learn say, okay, you know what, I think this might be the route to go for you. How, how does that work for you when you're doing that with a tour? You know, okay, so wonderful question, um, brilliant answer for it. I, if you've never been to the island, we call it the Bluff to Bluff Tour. It's an hour long, um, but we'll go pick you up at your hotel or wherever you're staying, then we'll come... You know, Chambers Corner, up Kadot Avenue, or some people call it Grand Avenue. Uh, uh -huh. We'll take you up, up past, past the Grand Hotel, fully guided tour. Then we'll start talking about the West Bluff cottages there. Uh -huh. Then loop around and then go back straight shot four, through past Four Corners, past the Governor's Mansion, behind Fort Mackinac. And then here we go down the East Bluff, down Mission Hill, back to town. Boom, boom, boom. Quick, easy hour. That's, that's a really good tour to, to really introduce some other parts of the island, I feel like. Cause well, yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. it's, a, it's, a begin, it's a beginner's tour. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't know if you find this to be true. People are fascinated with the houses on the West and East Bluff. They want to know a lot about those. Do you find that to be true? Uh, you know, some do, some don't. You know, okay. They really, and I, every once in a while, like, I'll, don't do this, folks. I will <laughs> tow on a carriage, like, scamming a ride up the hill or something. And if we're going up the... West Bluff, I'll start talking to everybody, and people start clapping and everything, and I'm like, oh, no, don't don't tip me. I'm just some bum hitching a ride. I was like, tip the driver. Right. So, you know, hopefully right. the driver gets a little something for that, because folks don't realize that that's how we operate. You know, yeah. we live off of tips, just like bartenders and waitresses. Yes, you know, carriage drivers do get a little bit more, but we totally appreciate the tips. But there's definitely some spots. Are there spots that you can't get to with the horses? So if people are listening, or is um, can you? Yes, yeah, there, there are certain spots. Like okay. I, I did have a couple of ladies. They wanted to go check out um, the cave of the woods and the crack in the island. Okay. Which is out behind, you have to take, you know, get out of the avenue, cut through, go over, you're on um, British Landing Road, and then you have to cut through behind Wawashkamo Golf Course, Michigan's first public golf course back in 1898. You have to cut on State Road behind the golf course, 
And I had to sit there and go and turn up my carriage around while these ladies walked up, saw it, came back, and everything was fine. Uh-huh. But, yeah, there, there are certain spots that I just cannot physically drive to. Right. Right. Horses I mean, I'd I love to. I'd I love to, but... Right, right. I mean, I've had customers call me before and say, hey, I know you can't take the horses this early in the morning, but if I meet you at 6.15 at the Iroquois, you want to go on a bike tour around the aisle with me? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do that real quick, but people have to realize in the summertime, I have a real job. I have an actual obligation to Mr. Dale Golf. Right. And I love working for him. Well, yeah, and this is clearly evident with how you love to share everything with it. So when somebody is trying to book a, a tour, do they call you? Do they call them? Do they do it yeah, online? They'll, they'll, call, they'll call golf livery carriages. Okay. Um, and we start taking reservations probably around, you know, the 10th of May. Okay. And, you know, let's say you call on, like, the 10th of May or May 15th. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You can reserve me for, you know, let's say July or August or September. Nice. And the, nice. The number to reach, yeah, the number to reach them at is uh-huh. 906-847-1053. Uh-huh. So, golf livery carriages... And for the listener that doesn't know, it's spelled G-O-U-G-H, correct? Yep, correct. Yep. It's pronounced golf, but yep. Mm -hmm. It's golf livery carriages, 906-847-1053. Okay. And if they know that they're going to be coming up there, then they can go ahead, call, starting, like you said, in May, and get you yes. scheduled on the books so that way that is taken care of that they don't have to worry about it. And they, and like you said, now, if they, do you always go and pick them up or do you, it, does it depend on the tour that they want to do? Does it depend on, like, if you're like, okay, we're going to do this tour, so let's, let's pick you up there? How does that work? It all depends on you. Okay. I can meet you in the park, so a lot of people see the, the carriages parked in the front of Marquette Park, our lovely large park downtown. Mm-hmm. That is Marquette Park. You see a private carriage, that's what we do. We're the private livery carriages, that's where we all stay at. Or you can either approach us and book an appointment for there, or we can pick you up at your hotel or wherever you're staying. I've picked people up in the annex before. Uh-huh. I've picked people up at Stonecliff before, so. Now, do you have a favorite tour that you like to do, that you like to recommend? Yeah, I, I, I do, I do, especially if you've been here before. Uh -huh. um, it's about an hour and a half tour. In an hour and a half, I can take you out to Arch Rock, or I can take you to Fort Holmes. But if you've been here before, and you've been to Fort Holmes, or you've been to Arch Rock, you know, I'll take you out to the woods 
Now, point you out where, you know, Stonecliff is in the Woods Restaurant, which is a, you know, it's the restaurant of restaurants on Mackinac Island. The Woods Restaurant's where people want to go. So, go to the Woods, you know, you can go inside, grab a cocktail, don't tell the cops, but you can bring it on a buggy. <laughs> That's on the download, <laughs> listener. <laughs> so, no, yeah. um, it, it's fun, though. And I, yeah. I love to talk, you know, a lot of people want to know about things like Sunset Rock, and out towards that way is where Sunset, out towards Stonecliff is where they're doing a lot of uh, renovation right now. Yes, um, and if the listeners are not aware, they were... They shared that they are not, uh, they started it last year. I applaud them for doing this. They, they realized that they weren't going to be able to get everything done. And instead of trying to rush it or trying to open mid-season, they decided to close another season, not open again this season, which is huge, to get yep. everything done up there. And I think that is incredible. They want to make sure it's done right. They want to make sure everything's ready, open to par. I think that's awesome. Yep, absolutely. I mean, the Pulte Foundation and the Pulte family are doing it the right way. They're doing it the way I would do it personally if I had a large investment of that sort. Right. Why spend, you know, why half asset, pardon my French, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't do it halfway. You know, shut down, take it out, take the loss on the chin for a year or two, and then come back gangbusters. Because otherwise, your reviews are going to drop dramatically. Who the hell wants to pay $400 or more a night when you got construction going on? Absolutely. Or, 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 or if you're looking at construction going on. You know what I mean? And I really applaud my very good friend and former American Legion member, Benjamin Horn, you know, that's a legacy name around here, yep. but he, he's the, uh, he oversees all their maintenance for the Pulte Foundation, and he's like, hey, we're just not going to be able to get it done. I mean, you see the work that's getting done, but we just can't get it done in time. So can you, so, do you I mean, know what all is being done up there, like, to share with the listener what you've heard, what they're adding on to it? Okay, so the the wedding venue that was like a oh one of those snap together floors, and then like a, a tent that was originally like the wedding venue. That's going to be turned into a hard structure that I know of. Okay. And then it's going to be a hard structure barbecue restaurant, which is awesome. The yeah. food, the food up there was phenomenal. I remember a few years ago. Gosh, they had before you know the pandemic and everything happened. Oh my God! I went in there. I had gumbo shrimp that was bacon wrapped with a blueberry compote dipping sauce. I had an espresso rubbed ribeye. It was phenomenal. Yeah. You know they dialed it back a little bit when COVID hit, and you had to order food through the bar. But it was still, it was kind of food truck style, if you wish, if you could imagine that on Mackinac Island. Like you right. order and then they give you a number and a buzzer and you know. But it was it was fairly. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Synergetic, I guess. 
you okay. know, it, yeah. it was it was just very you know it was quick. You didn't have to wait for a high turnaround. Order your food. It came out and hot and ready in like ten or fifteen minutes. wasn't that bad. Right. And then you wanted to tell people about that because some people on the aisle live around that neighborhood. Uh huh. So those guys being open were the godsend. And and the woods um, is up there by it, and they are still yep. open for the people that don't know. Even though all this is going on at Stonecliff, you can still go up to the woods. You can still make your reservations, go up there, enjoy it, do the bowling that they have up there, enjoy the atmosphere, the fantastic food. They still have that open. So then if you're up there, oh, you can absolutely. kind of see what's going on. And then they redirected where you can go to Sunset Rock. So that way you're not, you know, going into the construction because they can still, which is yep, actually yep, yep. a fun walk because then you're going around Sunset Condo. So then that shows some people some yeah, different yeah, it shows the, yeah, it shows the condos that you could rent out. But, yeah, it, takes, it shows a, a different path. As soon as you enter past, you know, the stone wall there, which is a, just a landmark for us drivers, going okay. to Stonecliff, because at one point a lot of people don't know, Stonecliff was built by Mr. Charles Cudahy for him as a private resident. Okay. And the Woods restaurant was built as his children's playground or playhouse. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean that bowling, that bowling, yeah, that bowling alley that's in there. That is, that's one of Michigan's first bowling alleys. Wow! That's why if you walk into the main dining room at the Woods and you look back in that elevated area, that was uh -huh. a stage for the kids to do the plays. And if you walk all the way into the restaurant, or even halfway, and just pivot 180 degrees and turn around and look above the entryway, there's uh -huh. an elevated viewing booth. And that's where Mr. Cudahy and his wife would sit and watch the children's plays. Wow. That's what yeah. reminds me of, like, Sound of Music <laughs> with the puppet. It's ridiculously festive around. Yeah, it's... It's funny. Yeah. And my wife my wife says I'm Peter Pan. <laughs> She's like well, never gonna grow up. I think I think when you, you find these things out, it just is interesting that they built this place up there that's about what is it about two miles inland? Is that is it how far? Yeah, yeah, about yeah. two miles, yeah. And and that they have this very unique style looking not only, you know, stone cliff, but then they've got the place next to it with the woods and how it looks like they built this. Like it Yeah, it was constructed originally in the Bavarian style. And you have to remember, these structures were built in nineteen oh four. This predates World War One. Hell, this predates the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah. Oh, it's there's history here. Yeah. Like, and I, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember when Skip Wolf was showing me where the lawnmower was because the reason I got to sit and watch the 4th of July fireworks on the porch was because I would cut the lawn. Okay. And I remember going underneath on the back of the house in the, the basement, and it wasn't what we would call the Michigan basement, but 
you could still see 18-inch tall, maybe 12-inch wide cedar posts. And that's what the house was resting on, on bedrock. It went bedrock, cedar posts. That's what held the damn house up. <laughs> wow. That's insane. That's, that's yeah. insane. And then, and, and then it's, it's, it's also, it's, it's pretty hilly back there. It's not like yeah. it's flat. It's not flat. And so you're going up there and this is just, you know, I always think about, oh my gosh, they had to bring all of this up with horses. And, yes, know, and this is all manpower. I've got friends right now that are currently digging 13 footings for foundations underneath the schoolhouse at Danny Musser's old property. Uh-huh. And they have to dig down 54 inches wow. by hand. And they got to crawl on their bellies to dig these out. And it's not like digging out sand or soil. This is a limestone bedrock. Yeah. People don't realize there's a minimal amount of topsoil on Mackinac Island. You know, we have anywhere from six to six inches to four feet. That's about it. Right. And sometimes we don't even have six inches. Right. <laughs> well, that's one of the hidden things that folks don't know about around here. No, I had no idea. Which I mean, that leads me to my next point. When my when my one girlfriend was on your tour, she said that you on your days off research like history with the island. Is yeah. How how do you go about doing that? Like. Where where do you like to go do that? Is it just from talking? I'll, I'll go to the, I'll go to the library. Um, I'll look online. I'll okay. I'll find something out from somebody, and then I'll ask some local in the community. Hey, what's the story with this? So like, oh, that's BS, or no, this is that's the real thing. Wow. And in the <laughs> library, is there just like? a section that is dedicated to nothing but, like, Mackinac history, that if somebody was, you know, after hearing this is intrigued and they want to go in there, is there a spot that you could say, oh, yeah, go no, there? No, you kind of, you've kind of got to just, you know, look the, ask the uh, librarian or look the old D decimal system, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, if, by the way, if folks don't know where the library is at, it's located between, excuse me, the Hotel Iroquois mm -hmm. and Mrs. McIntyre's old house, which I believe was just sold to a good friend of mine from the East Bluff. Oh, he sold okay. his house on the East Bluff and bought that one. Okay. Uh, Can you share with the listeners? I'm not going to disclose names, but my buddy said because they're starting to get older, uh -huh. it would be nice to just have a walk downtown into the house yes. instead of having to walk upstairs or walk up Mission Hill yeah. or hire a taxi. He's like, we'd just rather have us. And yeah, those are the kind of people. It's funny yeah. because you know, you know, you never, you just never know when you're yeah. talking, sitting next to somebody on Mackinac Island. You don't know if they're another tourist. You don't know if they're a business owner. You don't know if they're. You know, the garbage wagon man, or you don't know if they're the owner of the Grand Hotel. Right, right. You know, and it, it, 
Yeah, there's been a lot of experiences like that, and I've been privy to a couple of them. Yeah, and 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 I think um, they I had seen um, that somebody had shared um, Mrs. McIntyre when it was for sale, so you could see the pictures and stuff. Um, And can you share with the listener who she was and where this house is if they're not familiar um, with that? Oh, I apologize for the listener. Yeah, no, that that that, of course. So if you're at the Hotel Iroquois and you look across the street and you see the Hotel Windermere, Uh all you want to do is turn to the left, and it's the house right next to the library. It's the only house on the shore on that side of the road. And Mrs. McIntyre owned the uh, Hotel Iroquois for a good number of years. Yes, and it's got a famous front gateway, too that you see several pictures. People take tons of pictures of it. Oh, yeah. And then they, they just added a, a dock recently in the last couple of years. One of their maintenance men is one of my good friends here on the island. Uh-huh. And one of Mrs. McIntyre's relation, he is with me on the Mackinac Island Marine Rescue. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Now, so right now, it's obviously off-season, and you mentioned that you do walking tours. And yes, ma'am. How long has that been going on? What, what, how does this work? What all do you do? How long do you do that for? I think I just saw that um, on the Addicted page you did a four-hour one, which is great. I so, did a four-hour tour, yeah. Well, yeah. we do have a three-year-old in tow, so that kind of helped make it a four-hour tour. But, right. I mean, I had, hey... If they're willing to pay, I'm willing to walk. Right. <laughs> right. But, no, so a couple of years ago, my name's Chad Bennett, like uh, we said earlier, but I was sitting at the Mustang and having lunch, and the bartender was hearing this couple talk about wanting, wishing there was something to do around here. And the bartender just points over at me and says, well, there's one of the best tour guides on Mackinac Island. And I, was, I looked around, I was like, where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, I could, I could do you for a walk. Mm-hmm. And we ended up going for, you know, we finished our beers, finished, I finished my lunch, and then we went for a little hike. And it ended up being, you know, two hours with two people. And at the end, when we got back to the Mustang, the guy handed me a $100 bill. Yeah. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect nothing. The first couple of tours, I was just kind of working off of tips, so I was kind of beta testing it. And then somebody said, hey, Chad, somebody from the city council and the tourism bureau said, hey, Chad, you know if you uh, get in with the tourism bureau, we'll help promote you. I was like, Really? And we're like, yeah, of course. Okay. And I was like, well, okay, yes. Like, how much does it cost? <laughs> so they told they told they told me the cost. I I found it amicable, and I said, okay, let's do it. Nice. And they have they have been really supportive of me. You know, like Starline, the Mustang Lounge, Kingston Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, Bicycle Street Inn, Pontiac Lodge. Starline, I can't remember if I already talked to them. Maybe the Driftwood also over in St. Ignace. But, yeah, 
and these are all places yep, that are open right now for those that don't yeah. know in the off season. And I I don't, people often ask me because they're like, is the island open year round? And I'm like, yes, it is. It is. It is always limited. an island. It is. <laughs> yeah. It just is. There's limitations. So the places that are open right now is what I should kind of say. So you work yep. with them that if somebody comes in and like, can you direct me? And then they can go from there. So how mm-hmm. um, this, they obviously the information can you share with the listener the information what it would cost how you kind of decide how this all works okay so here we go let's say you somehow find your way to magical Mackinac Island during the winter time um, right now you know I've got the wife and we got kids things going on like we got some kids dance going on and we got spring break and then I think we have like a Another kid dance thing going on. Right. But when I'm not doing that with the wife and Flint, I am here on the island. Okay. So you would want to look up Chad's Wonderful Winter Walking Tours on okay. Facebook. Or feel free to just give me a call, 248-425-1183. Um, shoot me a text first just so I know who you are. Because if I don't recognize the number, I'm just not going to answer it. I'm one of those fellas. Right. This is a a fledgling business here. So I'm just, just, you know, getting my feet under me as a business professional. But I also have to, I'm a straight shooter. I'm going to, if I don't know, if you ask me something in life or on the tour and I don't know, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and make it up. Right. Right, which is appreciated. So, and is there a that? limit to how long you uh, can stay? No, not really. I mean, okay. you know, I mean, I'll take anybody. Just imagine going for a walk with your knucklehead best friend and he knows stuff. Yep. That, that's about the best way I can sum it up. But I think, too, like, let's say um, somebody does, and this allows them, because it's a little bit quieter up there, they don't have to fight as much, you can really allow them to sink in and see parts that they wouldn't have known about and introduce them to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's great about it. Now, what are your fees for that when somebody is looking into doing this so that way they know ahead of time for it? Absolutely. I charge $25 per person per hour. Okay. Um, okay. And that's, yep, that's cash or Venmo. And okay. tips are always appreciated. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, and I can meet you at either Kingston Kitchen, the Mustang, or at the dock, or wherever you're staying. Nice, nice. That's great. Um, And how has that been going for you? How many seasons have you, you said you started that. Is this like, would you say that this is like your first season? So this is my third season doing it, and this is the first time doing it professionally. Like, I went to the, you know, I got a business license from, the Tourism Bureau. Nice. City Council's, you know, good with me now. Right. So we, didn't, we were never bad with you, but we just wanted you to, you know, we just Absolutely. wanted to know what was going on. <laughs> I was like, right. oh. 
Now, is this something that you could see yourself doing in the summer, too, on your days off? No, I, no, no, I'm right now, for, for me, for right now, I'm committed to working with Dale Golf. I, I really like my boss. Right. So, so. No, that makes sense, because I think that's something that some people, this is something that people have expressed, is that, you know, they love the carriage, but they're like, I do wish that there were some of those in the summertime with that. And so I think if they are, I think it's the best way for them to go in by taking a carriage tour and getting the information like you were saying. You know, Absolutely. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll retire from the carriage one day. But yeah. I, you know, I've got I've to prove to myself and I've got to prove to the boss, a.k.a. my wife, on paper that it's... <laughs> right. Workable. Right, exactly, <laughs> which makes sense. Um, and, I mean, so obviously you know a lot about Mackinac. Can you share with the listener a fun little fact that they might not know about that you are aware of, that you love to share with people, that they just their mind kind of is like, what? And it just explodes. Okay, well, okay, yeah. So we were the first land shot of the War of 1812. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. No, everything that happened out east or down, no. First land shot of the War of 1812 happened here on Mackinac Island. July 17th, 1812, when four British ships came down from St. Joseph Island out of Canada and parked at where we call British Landing. That's one of my jokes, too. I'm like, guess who landed at British Landing? They were an Italian. <laughs> But yeah, that was the uh, first land, sh uh, the shot of land war here on Mackinac Island. You know, and I think... Whoever, always... can, whoever controlled Mackinac Island controlled the Strait to Mackinac. Whoever controlled the Strait to Mackinac controlled the lucrative fur trade coming out of Canada. Wow. So. That's so crazy. It's so it's so interesting to hear you say that because um, it, in some of the stuff that I found, like with Harbor View and the history there, and then when you it, when I was walking up by the battlefield, like up there, um, can you share with the listener? Because I don't know it in detail like you do. You know, you're talking about British Landing, and they can if they wanted to go up and learn a little bit more about that. Where would they need to go to learn a little bit more history, see the like the battlefield and all of that that they have with that? Okay, so you would actually have to um, either by foot or on a bike go around the island, or you can go through up and over the island. Um, you have to go to the opposite side of the island, and you land on here on Mackinac Island. Um, you'll see it there. There'll be during the summertime. There'll be a lot of people there. There's a wonderful little restaurant called The Cannonball, owned by uh, Islander Jason St. Ange, who has a large history here. He's also our fire chief. Okay. So, and if you see a, a bigger guy, tall, out there, flipping chicken or burgers, that's actually our Mackinac Island fire chief, and he's the owner of The Cannonball. Known for their famous fried pickles, correct? Yeah, yeah, the deep fried pickle, and hey, they're, uh, the cannibal seagulls are purple or red spots. They're not responsible for the theft of your food from the white ones. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, they do like it. 
So then from there, so, where would they go to find? So, okay, so uh, if you're at British Landing, um, don't know which way you're coming from town, but you're going to want to head inland. You're going to want to head up the hill by the Cannonball, and that'll t that's what we call British Landing Road. That will take you past the Washkomo Golf Course, and as you're going up past Wawashkimo's first par five hole coming down, stand on hardball, and on the left-hand side, you'll see a little dedication plaque talking about, you know, the War of 1812, and that's a spot in 1814 on August 4th or 8th, I believe. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um, that, you know, Major Holmes died. Myself being a prior Marine, I have to admit defeat. It's one of the first times the Marine Corps ever retreated. Okay. <laughs> because we okay. just couldn't. We just couldn't. And then you'll make your way to a Washkomo Golf Course. And uh -huh. go in the entrance on the right and look at the signage. There's a sign by a shrub on the left as you're walking in, you know, and then by the restrooms there's another sign. You can see the whole battle. It shows where the British guns and the American guns were placed and where Holmes was ambushed. Originally he was uh, buried on the hill in between the uh, golf course, so there's a, hot, there's a high hill on the golf course, and that's originally where Holmes was buried. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, but yeah. Um, so then we call, go up to what we call Fort Holmes, which is the highest point of the island. Originally, when the Brits had it, it was called Fort George, of course, after King George. Why wouldn't you? Right. And you know, and then after Major Holmes died, it was called Fort Holmes. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful up there for the listener that doesn't. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. there, there's another yeah. one. There's another one of my favorite places. If you don't want to go out to Stone Cliff, maybe get a drink with me. You know what I mean, or whatever. Or if you don't want to go to Arch Rock, I will take you to Fort Holmes. Yeah, because that's one of the best views. Because I used to watch the Fourth of July fireworks from the Warps porch, but the only better spot was at Fort Holmes because. You can see all the fireworks as far as your eye can see in the lower peninsula, and then you turn around and you see all the fireworks as far as your eye can see in the upper peninsula. Yeah. It's the highest point of the island. Yeah, yeah. And what is that alleyway called from there down to Fort Mackinac? Can you share with the listener what that is? Um, I forget what exactly. Wasn't that part of? Oh, oh it's the old rifle range. That's it. Yep, thank you. Yep, yep. yep. It, it's not necessarily Rifle Range Road, but it's part of the old Rifle Range. So you leave Fort Holmes, you go down the steps, and then you take a left, and then you'll look at Fort Mackinac. You'll come to a large clearing on the right, you'll look down, you see Fort Mackinac, and you can go straight shot down that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, yep. There's, and there's so different ways to get to Fort homes too for if the listener doesn't know you can take you know obviously the road you can take stairs up there you know um it would yep. be nice on a carriage because it is it is steep. yeah it is, it is pretty steep no um i've i've got locals around here in the summertime 
and they'll bike up up four holes and back down and bike it up. I'm like, good lord, I couldn't even That's do that funny. once. You passed me like twice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that you can you can access it through. Uh, if you're near Sugarloaf, there's an access stairs case. If you know, if you're near the cemeteries, you can walk. You know, the main path past the Protestant cemetery. As you go into British Landing, it'll kind of tee off and it'll say Fort Holmes. You can walk up that way, and there's another set of stairs between uh, what we call the rifle range mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, now, one thing I like to ask people when they come on here, and especially because of what you do and and Sharon, when somebody is um, coming to the island, whether they are a newbie or they are like a novice that they've come, what is one thing that you always like to tell them to do when they're coming up there? You know, if, uh, one thing I would highly recommend doing would definitely be getting a meal at either the Island House Grill Room mm-hmm. and try try getting a view looking out over the water or, um, you know, Mustang Lounge. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. it sounds ridiculous, but you got to go to the Mustang, have a beer, have a burger. Just, it's an old staple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. And can you tell the listener where, um, both those places are at, so that way they know if they are curious about going to those. Okay, yeah, so if you get off this Starline Ferry, I want to say the Mac City Ferry, uh-huh. and you go to the right, past Marquette Park, past the Yacht Club, it's the large white hotel, it'll have a historical marker out in front of it, and it says on the glass on the grill room, 1852 grill room. You'll notice it's a large white hotel. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then the Mustang Lounge, if you get off the Mackinac City Starline Ferry and you take a left, then you'll take a right on Astor Street. It's right there. It's, the, it's right next to the Yankee Rebel. Yep. So, but yep, yep your Mustang Lounge. Old Mustang Lounge. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. It's owned by my good friend. He's like a brother to me, Tony Broder, and his buddy, uh, Jason Klonowski. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, now, do it, you have any exciting plans for your tours this summer? Is there anything new that you're doing at all? Or is no, it's just, uh, just working for Dale Golf, doing the regular old five days a week. I'm going to take Thursdays and Fridays off. So, okay. you know, okay. Chad needs a break every once in a while. Yep, yep. No, that makes sense. Um, and then, do you have a favorite season on the island? You know, I do. I I love the summertime. I, I'm a solar baby. I'm just like my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm powered by the sun. So this time of year kind of gets me a little down and gloom a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm I'm a solar baby. I like and I like that the early fall. I like seeing the colors change. But once it, I'm a either hot or cold guy. Either get it one temperature or the other. I'll I'll adjust, right. but I don't like the in between temperatures. <laughs> I get it. I do. I know. And and it's just beautiful. 
in the summer. All the bright colors, you just you just can't get enough of the scenery that is there with the island oh, that it has you to can't. offer. Yeah. I love it when people come because I've had many people come in like March or April and go on a tour or walking tour or whatnot and then they've come and sought me out for a carriage ride in the summer and they're like, oh my God, you were so right. Just seeing, because you see the little nips of the buds starting to bud on all the trees for all the leaves and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then to come, be able to come back and see the foliage is amazing oh yeah yeah i was there last may and the week that i the weekend i was there until the next week the pictures that i saw it was insane on how much it they were just starting to peek out and it was and, and, and it's funny how all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh it just like blossoms overnight you know you see that happening well yeah. and it, it's beautiful with that and and then, uh, w what would be, like, your perfect day on Mackinac? A perfect day for me on Mackinac Island? Oh, my God. Wake up. Let, okay, let's say you got a hotel room here or whatnot. So, if you got a room here, perfect day for me. Wake up. Go down to the chuck wagon. Have breakfast. Um, have a breakfast drink real quick at the Sea Biscuit. Do a bike ride around the island. And then do uh, a round of golf out at Wawashkimo Golf Course uh -huh. and see where the day takes you from there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Chuck Wagon is a legend, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The Chuck Wagon's a legend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is. It is one that you need to go to um, for sure when you're visiting the island and, and check it out. Well, Chad, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, of course. Yeah. I, I would love to have everybody out. Yeah. Well, clearly, Chad has a massive love for the island, as many of us do. But his knowledge is kind of exceeding anybody that I know. If you want to reach out to him for a carriage tour, the information is in the show notes, along with his number, in case you want to do a walking tour while you are there. There is still time to do that until everything kind of fully opens. He is on the tourism page for MackinawIsland.org, and you can go in there under walking tours, and they will guide you to that information as well. His number is there too. Highly recommend for you if you're going to take advantage of this before it becomes season. If you want a little bit more history, I think walking would be fun to have that as well too so thank you again chad for coming on here and sharing so much incredible history and knowledge um i look forward to when we get to come take a carriage tour with you because it's going to be so fun all right gang well that concludes this week's episode of totally mackinac i look forward to talking to you next week about our favorite place mackinac island totally mackinac island is written produced and edited by me heather